I saw the preview and I was kind of like, Thanks. well, like, I love Jesse Buckley. I like A24. And I'm a defender of Midsummer, is which is A24 another. Is or A24? Have I been saying it wrong? I, you're, I don't know what the right thing is, okay? I, I just wanted to. I used to say epitome is epitome. So, like, I I could be wrong. I'm probably, I still look at, um, I think people say it's, it's is it pen 15 is what they say? Yeah. I say pen 15. Okay. So, I don't know. So, A2, A24 could very well be A24. Actually, I think it is A24 and pen 15 is. is pen 15, which is annoying. If you're going to do a, a letters numbers thing, you guys, be consistent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) breath of fresh movie 69 not 69 yeah breath of no we should be 420 because we blaze because the end breath yeah boffum boffum 420 okay yeah get those tattooed you know we'll get that taken care of you want to get tattoos together Mm, maybe i haven't i literally have one that I got when I was 19. Wait, where? It's on my back. It's, oh. It's like a little satellite. The problem is that, like, it looks a bit like the Death Star. <laughs> no, but that sounds awesome, though. So, like, it's even better. But the funny thing is, real nerds never mistake it for the Death Star because they know, no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exhaust ports yeah, are if all you wrong. Show, if, you show, <laughs> if you could show me your back right now, I would probably, yeah, be, like, oh, I would probably be like, yeah, that is not the Death Star. It doesn't, yeah. Proportionally speaking, it's not that. That is not a planet um, destroyer. Hey, Victoria. <laughs> hey, Chelsea. You know what I could use right now? I don't know. I have no idea. What could you use? Oh, it's crazy. Because I could use a Breath of Fresh movie. Ah, we got one right here. Oh, perfect. That's a fresh movie that's a podcast where we watch yes a movie that neither one of us has ever seen before and we talk right. about it and i'm sitting across chelsea lo- pope i'm chelsea pope i was gonna say the lovely chelsea pope oh my god you cut me off you're so. the spudnicky the victoria sp- harley victoria the valiant I'll, victoria I'll the that. valiant i'll go with that har har um yes and we won't talk about everything but we will well, talk yeah. about anything because so yeah, ye be look warned. out. That's the spoiler alert. Okay, this week's movie is the 1985 drama Smooth Talk. <laughs> I like the emphasis on the word drama. It is some drama. It, well, because it does also simultaneously feel like such a lifetime movie. Like it's such a. It really did. It's so melodramatic and schmaltzy oh, and so silly. It, very schmaltzy at yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. But redeemable in other ways. Sure. Like, what were your first impressions? I mean, I will say it was not. Um, it was a movie that it that was like ninety percent exposition, five <laughs> yeah. percent action, like action intention. Yes. Or like I would say maybe like six to seven percent action intention. and then about three, the two percent payoff, and and then one percent credits at the end. That is I'm what I think of smooth talk. I think we got to make that pie chart. <laughs> yeah, if we were doing a pie chart or just as you're, as you're watching it, it's what's like... That, what's that breakdown again? I'm going to write this so down. So 90% exposition. 90%. I'm not good at math and we might mess up this this percent. We'll so 90% math. exposition. We're setting up... 10% left. Just like what a bitchy girl Lord yes. is and uh, her family dynamic. Then we got, I want to say, I'm going to donate. I'm donating 5% 
a whole 5% to the actual like tension and action of the story. And then I'm going to donate. Um, I think it's a 3%. 3% to the falling action. I don't even want to give it that. I think that's already like too much. <laughs> I really generous. honestly already think it's too much. And then we're left with 2% just credits. The yeah. closing credits. Yep. Um, actually, if I were to amend that, I would say 1% credits. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get rid of some of the some of the falling action. Let's cut that down to 2%. That's 2%. I mean, it really just ends. It really does. It really does just end. Then all the other percentages for the credits are the same. And then all the remaining percentage points go to James Taylor just for like soundtrack. <laughs> Okay. Just for just for music, which is also really funny in my mind too, because again, I wasn't I was not like alive around this time when this came out. Sorry, yeah. But just like the okay. idea of this teen of Laura Dern, the sex pot teen, is very like I'm gonna do what I want, eh, mom or whatever. And she's like putting on jewelry, and then she's gyrating to James Taylor. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> it's so it funny. It really me. felt so oh, <laughs> it was so unbelievable. I'm it's, like, do they not have? any music out in the country like where are they no, he just like, makes he just is he is the guy who wrote all the music for this no i this somebody movie. he's somebody, the randy newman somebody obviously movie. had a james taylor connection and man they leaned on it um, yeah yeah the james taylor music which is also is, so non-threatening and so very kind of like it's it's what you hear in a dentist's office yeah it's very know? saccharine like, it's very like ster yeah. it's sterile it, and so this movie about lost innocence, but then James Taylor is like the underlying soundtrack is very yeah. That would be like if if I don't know, like it's so tonally dissonant to whatever the story maybe is trying to say. It feels like I agree, I agree, um, and I definitely think there's something, you know, there's something. One thing we haven't mentioned uh, is that this is adapted from a short story by Joyce Carol Oates mm. uh, called mm -hmm. "Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been?" Which is shows up in a lot of anthologies like a ton of them mm -hmm. um it's because nobody writes <laughs> so they just keep hitting her up and then you're like joyce and joyce. she's like god like she i barely wrote anything it's not even that good this is how this she, is she's got she's like like <laughs> i think some i can't remember who said it but they were like what are the three saddest words in the english language joyce carol oates <laughs> because her stories are so depressing yeah but this whole thing was based on um well, before I get into that, I just sure. want to say like that my first impressions come from having read this. Right. And in, you know, and it was one of those stories, it's a short story that I read that I'll be honest, despite the fact there are lots of clues, I did not get that Arnold Friend yeah. is the devil. <laughs> and eventually it was explained to us because it's college and they're like, oh, right. no, no, it's the, the references here. Friend. An old fiend. Yeah. You know, it's like, and there's all these other things, though, in the book or in the, the story that happened. Such or, an on the nose, almost 30 rock type of name so when you think about it. Like nose. Paul Last yeah. Name. <laughs> Paul Last Name. Yep. Lasname. <laughs> Um, Dr. Spachemin. Spachemin. Yeah. Spachemin's great. That's what, that's what Arnold Friend feels like, yeah, name, name and yeah. performance-wise. Totally, it feels so totally. on the nose. But um, that's not to say that I, they're not I do think, like, despite the James Taylor and the strangeness of that, there were some things I felt like, no, this, did, this definitely still tapped into a kind of adolescent vibe that I felt was very authentic. Yeah. Um, there was, like, a scene where she's parked in the car with some dude and like the shot just lingers on them. And then she's like, 
the tension of whether or not he's going to like undo this like lacy little shirt she has right. or whatever that's like all ribbon. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Yeah. But she says something about how like I'm not used to getting this excited. And there was just like this kind of something kind of funny but innocent about that. Like that you that's how like nascent this is for her. Yeah. Like she really has never gone this far before. Like mm-hmm. we're watching her go as far as she's ever gone you know and like there's something a little bit exciting about that if that's right. not creepy to say no no um, well it's, it's an interesting like thing too like as i'm watching this movie it's like i a lot of my mind's eye of laura dern is like a, as mm-hmm. a full-grown adult and whatnot right. so and but this was even, her first film well even watching this film mm-hmm. she does look very, very like normal like she she does look out of place hanging out with the other girls I feel like I almost wonder, and this is not me ragging on the the majesty of Laura Dern. No, <laughs> Don't no. come at we me, Laura her. Dern stands. We love her. But just, no, she's wonderful. She does a great job in this film, but I, I do wonder if like mm-hmm. maybe this would have like, I don't, I don't, there's a number of things at play that made this feel like, like corny and campy, yeah. but I wonder if there is a grittier sort of like more hard hitting version of a story like this with one of like a girl who looks more like one of the other looks like one of like her two other friends. I mean, that the, actually look fifteen. I mean, the thing that's crazy is Laura Dern was a teenager. She really wasn't like, that. Yeah, she was only like maybe seventeen or eighteen in that. She yeah. just was very developed. But like, like, she has always looked. And I mean, I don't mean this in a bad way. Like she's just always looked like she's forty. And it's not just, a bad. No, it's not a bad thing at all. It means like that I, she looks it's, great. it's almost it's distracting how much of like yeah, like how it sort she of strong, appealing she, she has. She has in that strong way. features, yeah. and she's only like in the way. And again, this is not meant. I meant this in the best possible way. But she has such strong features. They're they're somewhat masculine, right? And I think, but she, not in a bad way. No, no like, but I mean, it's she's, like she's but like yeah. a good masculine face ages. Like hers is also like growing. Yeah. In, like, depth and complexity and like she right. she has you know the bone structure right, right. That people are always crazy about no i know she's no no she's a gorgeous woman i want to clarify definitely, she's definitely. gorgeous and and for different reasons she's great casting for this yeah but i think there's a well, part of me that wonders if there wouldn't be something a bit more haunting or or, or like, sinister by having a. I feel like she's right it's yeah like almost like everyone else is wrong Hmm. Like, I mean, not to yeah. like, be like that no, big. no, please, because, no, please push back. Because, like, I, I feel I like, it. I mean, I, I hear you. There's something <laughs> yeah. wrong. Like something's not matching. I think like, but when I think yeah. about the performances, with the exception of maybe her mother, played by Mary Kay Place, who I adore. Yes. Um, apart from that, like, I just feel like all the other performances were so empty and meaningless. Like mm. um, the dad, who by the way is played by Levon Helm, who he was really the drummer like, it, in like, the band. I, I don't say this like lightly. Like he really is such a cuck in this movie. Complete. He is so like pointless and yeah. unimportant, like a waste and, and a waste of a figure. And like that's all very true to the story. It's just that it's like they create this incredible heaviness, yeah, and this like lack yeah. of being understood. So that like when her family goes to the barbecue. And she's finally home alone. You're like, oh, I remember that feeling of being a teenager and being allowed to stay home alone. You turn on all the things, all the music, you know, you you do whatever you want. I do like when she went from room to room and turned on all the radios and then screams. Yes. That was. Ah! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did like that. I mean, there was something really pure about that. that. Um, And again, there are a lot of long takes. There's also an incredible visual motif of neglect that I know. Like, everything is chipping. Like, I don't know what kind of dilapidated (laughs) shit they're living in but it's like you want you don't like 
you almost want her to run off or you understand the appeal of like why the drive-in yeah, is, is such a big deal. It's right. got neon lights and young people and music and food. and Yeah, it makes a lot of sense that she'd want to be around like something. so Because that that house does feel like a sort of like um, a, a dilapidating uh, beach shack kind yeah, of thing. Like you, yeah. like the last thing you want to do is, is hang out there. Like no, it feels... No, and yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, the, the trustingly blind father... <laughs> and the suspicious mother both sort of contribute to her demise right you know? like neither one handles her the right way yeah i mean you know that it is it is to a point where, like the mom is just such a trope of like of of being so shitty but they're both shit like they're, they're like i mean the way laura acts in response to like they're both just so broadly like yeah like where did i go wrong with you <sighs> Yeah, you know it was very broad. You make me laugh. You make you me want to laugh. I do think that's a pretty awful thing to say to somebody. You make me want to laugh. You make me want to laugh. Like that's so fucking funny. Um, that's yeah. so fucking funny, but uh, also like like it was every like every you know ten out of ten acting wise and 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 so much that like these lines are really they're sold very unhinged but still sold. Yeah, like, and I the mean, melodrama is there. But yeah, and I gotta say like. You know, Sincere. we haven't fully expressed the plot, but there's not much. It's this is a story about a bored teenager anxious to experience her sexuality, and then she draws the attention of a fiendish sort of fella at the drive-in. A friendish sort of a friendish fiendish fella, who's played by Treat Williams. And it's funny because he's the first person that's credited at the end of the film. He's the first person in the credits, and I was like what who the fuck is this guy yeah right <laughs> i'm sure he has like this prolific career or whatever oh i know i don't care i'm an asshole i no. was just like treat williams yeah. this fucking guy laura dern is why is this in the criterion collection oh absolutely like this was yeah. only in the criterion collection because, because of laura, laura dern. dern's and in this maybe also like just the joyce carol Oates connection just right because she's like very much that as well you know and and it is cinematic like it's not not mm -hmm. a well-made film in terms of it's it's, but you're you're uh, right about its action it is like it is like 80 to give a different percentage so yeah you you feel free to but you're wrong like pitch your percentage it's like 80 percent setup you know like and i don't know what the rest is but it's just everything so much of the movie and i think if i hadn't read the story i would have no patience for this but i i knew where it was going and i'm like oh but the devil's in this and i'm like rubbing my hands like oh this will be great right i can't wait to see how they interpret this and I was really let down because, the, and I get that, like, listen, the imagery you could write in a story is has a lot more flexibility sure. than the imagery you have to create for the screen, you know? I mean, right. there's a different kind of flexibility, but I get that, you know, maybe it didn't translate, but details like, you know, his hair kind of like looked like a wig, you know, like right. he was covering something. Um, he had... On closer inspection, it looked like he was actually wearing makeup to like yeah, like it's it's, a, it's it's a missed opportunity that these things aren't explored. Like I said, you know, like they spend so much time, kind of almost. Again, like they really are like kind of going out of their way with this movie, like sexualizing Laura. Like it's yeah. like okay, I'm not saying that some of this doesn't serve or isn't enjoyable but like <laughs> let's be real like this is a bit like you're gilding the lily here like i want to see something a little more 
Yeah. You know, like yeah. the promise of the H24 men a little bit. Yeah, a little let's bit. Let's see a little more. Yeah. Let's see something a little more foreboding with it's all of this. A24 like, version of Not that talk. I want to make it into this whole story about slut shaming or whatever, but no, I think no, it's no, no. like. Well, I mean. I think it, it starts getting to that point where we're going out of our way to make her be such a. We're really overextending the whole tease like mm-hmm. set up with her. And then we're really not. They leaned on it too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're really not getting enough time with this. The stuff that actually makes a story like where have you come from? Where have you been? Or where you. Yeah. 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 Where are you going? Where have you been? (laughs) Yeah, There it is. It's like what makes a story like that end up in an anthology is because of that symbolic imagery It is because of this crux of action or this Mm -hmm. sort of like you know Mm -hmm. the devil went down to georgia's shit Mm -hmm. and you really just don't you barely get any of that even like the first time she she meets him she's coming out of the diner with this other guy or whatever and then he's like i got my eye on you and he just looks like some dumbass pervert and i took him that way and then it didn't and it like it genuinely it's like at one point you know like he does visit the house house yeah you know which is part of that five percent action i told you mm-hmm. him showing up. you know it's him actually showing up with his like weird ass friend mm-hmm. and as and is like being threatening or whatever and she hides away but then she eventually like it's unexplained but she just like relents like she just comes to the door and then like yeah goes and to I him think, and it's just like it doesn't I, like again some of that i think is clearer in the story sure like, yeah like i think there's more tempted like there's a bit more like like they they, they rushed all of that they really and then they it. cut away from like whatever's implied about what happened between the two right. of them and or that's whatever the, thing, the story the 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 book or whatever yeah. the story the, the yeah it ends when she leaves with him right and that's we don't it. see her come she back. does not come home there is no resolution like that the other thing that you know happens is that whole like why would she come out is because like he is really like he convinces her that like it'll be better if you just come with me now because then i won't hurt your family right and like her being as young as she is and then him being like even if he's not the devil just having that knowledge and that um that ability for that capacity for deception yeah. like she's totally outgunned you yeah know? and that's not her fault she's not stupid she's just young like and there's so she it's about like that kind of predatoriness and this the book was or the the story was based on a real serial murderer um in tucson uh named charles schmidt uh, he was known as the Pied Piper of Tucson. He killed like three or four people in 1964 and 1965. Mm-hmm. Um, and Life and Playboy magazines both covered the trial. So there's lots of press about it. Um, he actually at- attempted escape and did escape at some point from prison. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other thing. That's he wild. Took hostages and wound up at a Sonic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, he wrote poems in prison. That's another detail. But then eventually he was like stabbed to death by two fellow prisoners. So that's how that ended. Oh, there you go. Um, I didn't get as many details about like what his MO was, but I think this ability to sort of talk these girls into whatever, you know, how do you. Yeah, the smooth talk thing really like I feel like that didn't quite get to come into play the way I would have. I wanted to see that. It just became one of those things where he was just creepy and gross from the get (laughs) and annoying. Yeah. And And then she's hiding and then it just sort of is like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I will go with you. Well, and one of the other great symbols and it's, it's in there a little bit is that like he's if he's not, the, if he's the devil, like the companion with him, Ellie is Beelzebub. 
Like, yeah. And so the appearance of flies, like the Lord of the Flies. Right. There's a scene where she's out sunbathing and she, there are a couple buzzing around. And I was like, oh, okay, we're getting there. But again, that, that wasn't hit hard enough. Like right. I only knew that because I was looking for it. Right. I don't think it would necessarily connect. yeah they didn't really they did yeah they didn't really lean into that kind i don't of stuff think as i mean much. i think they deliberately didn't go into the devil sure thing. and i think i just really wanted it to be about the devil yeah, and they made like it, it more been, about i feel like it would have been more compelling but maybe that wasn't the time for that they, kind of movie to have gotten so. like if this were to be remade i would be i'd be i'd be intrigued by the idea of, yeah. of seeing it made in a more in a drier yeah. more i guess yeah artsy fartsy artsy way. Yeah. kind of way mm-hmm. a little more devil imagery yeah a little more ambiguity about her return yeah um, totally um it was released at sundance uh-huh. in 1986 and it won the grand jury prize don't know, right. don't know how that happened uh, i don't why don't i don't know the other films that went out um, so i guess well this is a yeah, lot it was filmed mostly in santa rosa and sebastopol so up in northern california All so right. it's very pretty uh, mm-hmm. It was the so the director Joyce Chopper. It was her husband who adapted Oates' story into a screenplay, uh, and they optioned it for like five thousand dollars or something. Hmm. Um, Laura Dern was cast two weeks before the shoot. Like they wow. did, they did not have Connie. They saw a lot of people, like a lot of people, and they were looking specifically. Joyce really wanted somebody who, like, embodied the duality where you could seem both innocent and not you know or and i hate to like make it about like is she a slut or is she a virgin but that's kind of what they're asking for you know and laura yeah. really there is something really great about those scenes where she goes out in a baseball jersey and then you know quickly undoes it when you're out of the house stuffs it in a bag because like girls do that oh my yeah. god we absolutely did that as oh no for sure no she definitely i mean if i'm being honest this she definitely leaned more into like the tease side of like and she didn't <laughs> come off so innocent yeah like the end the but but when it gets to the point where Arnold friend and fucking <laughs> yeah, whatever they, they, when they show up, then it's like, Oh, you really do see that fear. You really are. Which actually started feeling very sort of, <laughs> I got nostalgic for Jurassic park when she was hiding from them. Yeah. Cause it reminded of me of when she's hiding from the, well, the fucking I, raptors. And then she tried, she thinks Samuel Jackson's arms on her. And it's yeah. just like oh, ripped off. Doctor, like, oh, doctor. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It very much felt like that Best scene. Um, yeah, it really is. It's so funny too. Incredible that, acting that right now there's a, a little Twitter discourse going on around like, you know, the age difference between Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Stupid. I just like, don't I give don't a care. shit. I don't fucking care. Also, they're both hot. Who cares? Like, Yeah, who cares? Also, Laura Dern has always looked 40, okay? Exactly. No, ex- no truly, like, The honestly, reason you didn't notice is because of the way she looks. Yeah, like, when I was a kid, I really didn't see, like, not to be a dick, but I did not see a difference between the two of them. Age-wise, I was like, that's appropriate. And actually... It still is appropriate. Yeah. I don't so. fucking... I, the, the age different stuff. I don't know. I, I mean, get political I, or whatever, uh, but just like... He, it's not... I don't know. I'm just like, this like isn't... If they're, like, don't, this, don't date a high schooler, obviously, but like... This is not the thing to be focused on right that's now. That's a dumb thing. <laughs> like, it's just... Jurassic Park is an immaculate film. <laughs> the casting is perfect. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Same. She's I'm, great. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, okay. A, a review or two. Oh, Okay. Uh, the New York Times, Vincent Canby said, a remarkably fine film about the muddle of emotions that separates the child from the adult. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. This one's a little revealing. Roger Ebert, 
sexy beyond their own knowledge, they parade through the mall, attracting the attention they do not know how to handle. Dern is a chameleon who looks 12 in one shot and 18 in the next. Not horror, not teenage, a study in deviant psych- psychology. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Deviant psychology. See, I like, but it's like, I would have, I almost, like, I would have liked, more like, I would have been into more of I know. that shit. Like, we, like, I feel like this movie was so much more about, like, yeah, it just it's sort of romanticizing and idealizing mm-hmm. um, Laura Dern. Yeah, like it, a, as an object and a figure, and then we just barely get to see. We see her getting terrorized for a second, mm-hmm. then we don't see anything yeah. of consequence, mm-hmm. and then we just see that she comes back, and he's like, "I took you for a ride, and that's what this was." Yeah, and it's like I, I hated the way it ended. Like, I mean, again, yeah. I like the bleakness of it just ending of her gone, because then it's like, oh, oh God, what's happened? But it's like she comes back and has this rectifying it's like it's like the ending it was it felt like yeah it was like somebody watched it was like we need a win (laughs) yeah it was almost like an ending that came from like um a focus group being like i don't like that yeah i don't like her going off with the devil and dying or getting raped and killed or something you know not that i you know i'm not no i'm not saying i'm gonna get off on that but like the reality is it's like that if you want a hard-hitting story here focus groups say the most crazy shit like like, it very much feels like um, a focus group ending could she like you know be taller (laughs) i mean you know like stuff you can't change right yeah like she's she's a little short she kind of reminds me of like a, an ex girlfriend of mine, so I so I didn't really like her. Yeah, she kind of reminds me of my ex. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't like this movie. Um, this came out in 1985. Just a few other movies that were out in the theaters sure. around the same time: Rocky Four, okay, Death Wish Three, oh, Back to the Future, and Summer Rental were part of '85. The, oh, The Breakfast Club, Goonies, uh, Better Off Dead, After Hours, Once Bitten, and The Reanimator. There's oh, other okay. stuff too, but just to give some people context. I mean, you want a story that's well paced and well structured. You watch Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and then you watch Summer Rental for like John Candy for like a couple funny bits. Actually, don't watch Summer Rental. No, don't. Just don't. Stay away. Just don't. The only listen to our episode about it, but don't. Yeah, yeah. You Definitely to listen to it. our episode about it. You don't have to watch it. You can watch Smooth Talk. Well. I give I yeah. is this for, in terms of jumping ahead to like rewatchability. I don't think so. Pretty low no, for me. I'm not going to watch this. I wouldn't. This. I wouldn't even show this to somebody. Yeah, like, no. You know? It's one of those things. It's like if you're a real cinephile and like, you really wanted to see Laura Dern's like backlog, and I'm like, okay, for your edification. Yeah, if you, sure. If you're a Dern head and you just have yeah, to you're see little, all Dern. This you're is a Dernophile. This is her, you know, first film. They plucked. They literally plucked her off a beach in Malibu. Like no, but she well, she's got she's she's legacy, right? She's a legacy kid with Bruce Dern. Yeah, of yeah. Course. So not to shit on it, like no, she's true. very talented. No, I, yeah, you know, it's funny how they I'll ta- shit on a legacy kid and a nepotism kid any day, but she's 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 legit. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she earned her. No, she no, I, her. we we love Laura. I like I like I like um, Laura Dern. She's great. Just she's a good. quick few notes about the director Joyce Chopra. Female yeah. director. I don't hardly need to say that. She was born in New York City. And- it's important, actually, well, I think, because I mean, this does feel very male gazy. This movie, it actually, does. it really does feel yeah. very male gazy. I was surprised when I saw that when I when I wiki it because yeah. I was like, this does feel like. I don't know. Is this is this deliberately supposed to be su- supposed to be supposed to be? I mean, um, like a mislead of some possibly. sort. Possibly. I mean, like, I what's wonder the, if, what's the tactic? 
it, it's like, are we supposed to see her the way a predator would? Yeah, because I for a second there, I was like, kind of. I, I was worried for her. Yeah, like especially, and again, she had that like that halter lace up thing that just you looked make like me you want to laugh. Just so I can't, like, I can't you could stop just like that like a shoelace you could just untie it and the whole thing it was just anyway I was very worried about that shirt <laughs> you can be a real bitch sometimes that sister yeah. when she just said that I was just like after they were having what seemed like a tender moment and then oh, she pulls yeah. me she's oh like, yeah yeah and you're a said, real bitch sometimes what is it oh man I wrote down Fuck, I know I texted it line. to you I texted it to you almost verbatim when it was like Oh, here it is. It's her sister, June, who's praised constantly. Like, Connie is the black sheep. And June's the good girl. But June says, you're going to have it all. And you think you deserve it. Like, she was so pissed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I don't know. I thought that was great. You make me want to laugh. I like when she screamed, you cockroaches. Uh, Joyce attended Brandeis University, where she got an MA. And she opened a uh, <laughs> European-style coffee house called Club 47. Yeah, but it was in the Harvard Square neighborhood, kind of the, the Cambridge folk scene of the late 50s, I guess, really blossomed here. And she was running, a, like, a club for that. So she was a very happening kind of woman, like, in her time. Uh, and then she started making documentary films in sort of the early 60s. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she, well, not the first thing, but one of the documentaries she made that is very, um, has been critically acclaimed is an autobiographical documentary called Joyce the 34. And it's about how her pregnancy will impact her career. And it's definitely been hailed by feminists, of course, as like a great, like, you know, document in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also made a couple of other things. Like um, she made a documentary about uh, Matina Horner, who was, I guess, the president of Radcliffe College. She made another film called Girls at 12, very similar to the Joyce at mm-hmm. 34 idea. And it's focused on that, you know, when girls go from 12 to 13. So very similar to the themes in here, you yeah. know, um, but a documentary. Uh, she did an, another one about, um, or this, actually, that might have been a, I don't know if that was a documentary or not. I'm getting my stuff mixed up. But then, you know, in the 80s, she does smooth talk. And this is her first, it is her first narrative feature. Mm-hmm. So those were talks. Uh, and she did The Lemon Sisters in 1990, which I don't even know what that is. I just mm. saw it. And I'm like, all right. All right. Uh, she did a few TV series, a few made-for-TV movies, a PBS yeah. special. She's definitely worked. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. she's been, you know, she's had a pretty uh, successful career, particularly, you know, when you consider the time period she came up in. Yeah. So um, good for her. Yeah. Well done, Joyce. Good for her. You know, documentary. I know in the seventies, it's not like it's a little sexier now, but it gets more money now. People yeah. Are more into it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a little thankless, I think, in her time. Yeah. But anyway, a little bit about Joyce. Good for her. Good for Joyce. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, rewatchability. No, I would not watch this again. Yeah. Uh, after a praise, like, you know, I'll do praise. You know what's funny? I wrote said. yes on here, but I'm like, no, that's not well, true. Well, yeah, just I mean, there's 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 some stuff that's somewhat like like I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I am glad I watched it, but Same. like but I'm good. I would not I I'm just. I am really glad it was only about ninety minutes. Oh God! Yeah, it was. A, it was. I. You know, I felt Could, almost like. It like, felt I would say longer after, after the after like the first ten. I was like, when are we going to see some action? And then we really didn't until. And I was looking at the time stamps on this. It was like the last. Sorry. There's a kitty went in. I just saw an arm. Did you want a kitty inside? To come in. Anyway, yeah, the thing with the yeah. timestamps, I was like, okay, yeah, so when's when's the tension gonna build? And truly, like the movie was was um yeah, like 
75% done when friend like pulls up. Yeah. 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 It's maybe a 10 minute scene. Yeah. And then you get less than five minutes after of a, of a resolution yeah. and it's, and it's done. And you're just like, that was, that was a lot of waiting. A lot of waiting. Like they really, waiting. they really waited to tell the short story and basically yes. they, the short story is actually only about the last 30 minutes of it. Maybe. Yeah. Shave off the last five minutes of it. And then the 30 minutes before that is the actual like short story. Mm -hmm. And then everything before that is like set up really honestly inconsequential. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't fucking need any of that. No, it the was stuff about the painting of the house or what all this stuff. I'm just like, again, things that are metaphors that work well in like a literary piece. Yeah. But when you're trying to translate to film, even though you think, oh, that's visual, that should work. But it's like, but it's <sighs> like, how are we meditating on it? Are, are people, what is the how are you putting it in motion is the thing i mean so i'm not just that's not to say like yeah i can't i could sit here and explain how i can theorize why it's important about the painting or about the house or about the, sure. the location or about this isn't this this like dynamic english literature yeah class, but like. but at the same time yeah exactly like if you really wanted to get into what why it's discussed in these college courses you want to look at like the actual dynamic and the outcome of the story which you don't get to for so long yeah in this movie. It's, it, it feels like it ought to have been a short yeah um or, yeah. or something else i don't know or maybe not even this yeah or, um, or just at the or, or they really could have they could have leaned into the darkness a bit more they could have. but they stayed in the a very sort of saccharine place with it and a james very lifetime taylor. story yeah yeah james taylor. that really set the tone yeah and he's covering a song um that like there's an older more energized version of that from like the 50 anyway um best supporting player any nominations uh Best supporting player. I, I mean, people probably know what mine is, but yeah, Mary Kay yeah, plays. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom's great. I mean, on a like on it. On oh, she licked my toe. She licked it. She yucky. She yucky girl. She well, licked my. I toes. just want to mention Mary Kay Place has yucky. been in a ton of stuff, but she used to write for TV back in the day. She wrote for Mash. She wrote for Mary Tyler Moore. She was a PA to Tim Conway. Uh, she was, of course, in Citizen Ruth, being John Malkovich. She plays um, Maria Bamford's mother in Lady Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, she's been in a ton of stuff. She's, she's great. She's dynamic, she's and it's so one of those funny. things you almost think like you're like, oh, I wouldn't hate to have seen more of that. Yeah, um, they, they didn't use her well enough. I think they used yeah. her as kind of bland mom. Exactly, and, and they, didn't, they didn't tap into her. There's enough. a lot. There's a lot of untapped pot potential with a story like this that like makes me think like, yeah, if this was readapted and brought to like a little more of a sinister place, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that I'm like wanting to see like women get abused. I'm no, just saying if you wanted you make if you wanted to make a more hard hitting story, story about the loss of innocence. But this is a story based on a serial murderer. Like, so yeah, it's like, it, yeah. There's that exactly, and and also to it was like a lifetime movie. You're so it right. really was. And and I will say too, going off of the supporting actor thing, mm. this is just again, this is just me watching this on an already kind of not fully engaged level, right? Uh, trying to be, but no, not I fully, had to work hard to focus when we were messaging. And the first thing I was thinking as soon as I saw the sister was like, "That's Amadeus's wife." Yes, <laughs> that's Amadeus's wife, Constance, yeah. uh, Constanza, Constanzi, Stanzi, Wolfie, yeah. Wolfie. Oh my Wolfie! Um, yeah, Jennifer Barrett. She's great. And then it was also like, and then I was, I remember like I spent too much time spiraling on Wikipedia, just being like. <laughs> 
what happened to her? Yeah. <laughs> where she? Where that? Where that girl go? And is she married? Uh, what's his face? Who's on one of the best Community episodes? Oh shit! He's he was also on Grounded for Life. Is the what's his face? The the kind of tweaky looking dude. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, he's the one. If you did you watch Community? Kevin McDonald? No, not Kevin McDonald. He's this guy. Um, Wait, that's not the right answer. Um, that's no, no, not no. his right name. He, no, no, no. But I know. I feel like you probably so visualize the uncle him right in yeah. Grounded he's, for Life. He's yeah. The weird, he's like kind of like the. The, yeah. the, what do you mean? There's no change. No, he's he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, he's I been can't in a bunch remember of stuff. That. I have to look at this. But name. specifically on Community, he's the one who's playing like cons- the conspiracy theory. Yeah, teacher yeah, he was perfect in that. Which is because I know Donald Logue was the dad in yeah. Grounded for Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna drive me f- fucking crazy. And they're like, I was like, oh, Kevin Corrigan. There you go. You got the first name right. You got the first name right. But I Kevin didn't get Donald any of the names right. A so. kid in the hall. And also the name of a director. Anyway, Kevin Corrigan, ladies and gentlemen. And a guy I did improv with, but a different, yeah. that's a different guy with the same yeah. name. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, so um, like us, please. Like and subscribe. Just please. like us in general, but like, follow, please and subscribe. Please like us. Um, we can always use Apple uh, podcast reviews or reviews Yay. anywhere that are positive. That would be great. Um, please. You can write to us at a breath of fresh movie at gmail.com. We love email. A breath of fresh did movie. I, did I kind of fuck that one up? No, okay. no. Yeah. A breath of fresh movie. Yeah. Flesh um, movie. That should be like when That'll we be do our like porn a offshoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we do a porn. Yeah, when we do like a porn uh, version of breath this. Breath of flesh movie. Oh my God. I would do a porn. Better podcast. copyright that. I'd do a porn. Po- Actually, no. That would get tedious really quickly. It would get incredibly I really tedious. Don't care. I don't really. I, We'd have to. We would I'm have popular to, opinion. I don't care for porn, actually. It's very boring. Um, it I, is. I feel like we'd have to come up with a way to make it fun. We'd have to like yeah. come up with a bingo board. Yeah. Let's talk about this offline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>